It's a lovely evening here in Claremont today, and we're extremely excited to introduce y'all to our very first episode of Dear Woman Men. Our names are Bilge Tayyar and Justin Livier, and we are excited to be hosting a series of lovely and not so lovely men on our show throughout these series. We're really just interested to understand feminism from the strict and heavy emphasis on strict male perspective. So our job will really be to bring all of these males and from all walks of life and sit them down and ask them a series of questions that can hopefully allow us to understand how feminism is perceived around the globe. You know, Jocelyn, this wouldn't have been possible without funding from the Keck Center for International and Strategic Affairs and a special shout out to Professor Terrell Jones. Now that we've got the nitty gritty out of the way, let's jump right into it. So, so my name is Filippo Salvatico. I'm a CMC student majoring in international relations with a sequence in finance. I was born in Italy, but I lived in Milan, Italy for four years. Then, uh, Vion, France, uh, Belo Horizonte, Brazil, Buenos Aires, Argentina, Shanghai, China, and Lugano, Switzerland before coming to Los Angeles. Awesome. Okay. So first off, obviously you may have heard a bit about from Bill Gay about our podcast and whatnot, but I'd like to start off with a very simple question and ask you, uh, what is a feminist? And there's no right or wrong answers, really. Okay. So uh, to the best of my understanding, a feminist is someone who believes in the equality between men and women. Okay. And how did you come up with that definition? I uh, learned about it through uh, indirectly or directly through some of my courses, especially uh, courses about political history. So would you say that most of your formation on social theories, which is feminism, were formulated in your higher education? And I'm assuming that would be the United States. Uh, no, I would say that I first uh, really started to understand or like actually learn about feminism when I was in high school in China, my last two years of high school. Before that, obviously I knew what it was, but I hadn't delved into like the history and political implications of feminism. Okay, awesome. And I'd like to dive a bit more into your different, obviously you've traveled a bit and you've had several different national cultures impact your, I guess, beliefs and cultural values. So. Amongst all of these countries, were you able to note discrepancies in cultural beliefs towards what is gender, sexuality, all of these forms of expression? Yeah, yeah, I think I was able to uh, to notice some uh, some differences. Um, I think probably. I'd like to say China, but the the reality is that I was exposed to a very specific um, type of person during my stay in China. Um, the group of people like that I was surrounded by was, in in a sense, sort of like a Westernized sort of people. So I don't think that's an accurate accurate representation of Chinese culture. Um, so I would say that apart from that. The biggest difference I saw was probably in Brazil, where I, when I was young, but I could still tell there was um, sort of like a machismo culture 
um, in Brazil more than other countries that I've been in. And, um, yeah, I think Brazil. Yeah. So with our last um, podcast interview, our last guest, we talked about the concept of machismo, specifically in relation to Mexico. So with that, do you know, are you familiar with the term hypermasculinity? To some extent, yes, I, I think so. Okay. So I can provide you with the uh, dictionary definition, and I know our guests have probably already heard it, but hypermasculinity is essentially um, this social theory or this belief that that men encapsulate, you know, very extreme forms of masculinity, usually through excessive drinking, through violence, you know, lots of physical attributions, a lot of, you know, exercise and physical, I guess, presence. Um, so with that, was it more hypermasculinity or machismo that you were able to know in Brazil? Could you define machismo? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I obviously grew up like in Mexico, so my definition of machismo is a very patriarchal society in which it's expected that the entire family and the, and the female particularly will rely on the men. Like the, the man is a sole provider. He is responsible for the family and whatnot. Um, he is held responsible. He is held accountable. Um, and all successes are attributed to him, even if they were not caused by him. So it's a society entirely led by a man. Um, you know, and oftentimes these machistas are, you know, not vulnerable. They're not susceptible to emotion, which those these cultures tend to associate with women. Okay. That's what I believe is machismo. Obviously, you may have some variations, but I'm just curious to know um, if you. What do you feel about the concept of like? Do you think that Brazilian culture was more on the hypermasculinity, mm. or was it more like machismo, which is embedded into the society? I think more hypermasculinity. Um, I think that at least, obviously, I was young when I lived there. Not that, not young enough not to notice things, but um, I think that it was predominantly hypermasculinity. You could um, more than the difference between like uh, you know gender roles in the family or just in life. I think what was more prominent was just this idea that a man had to. Um, sort of exude masculinity, right? Had to do all the things that were um, expected of of a man and more. And sometimes the problem lied more in this, like, more than, like, the other stuff because it wasn't really a problem of, like... And I'm not, I, I'm not, you know, an expert in any of this, but, like, I don't think it was more a problem of, like, <clears throat> men being expected to do certain things, but it was more a problem of, like, men doing certain things that would go beyond these expectations and sometimes like uh sort of uh cross the line into like the meaning attitudes towards women okay all right interesting so you had talked a bit about expectations i just want to dive a bit more into that do you think that and you know this might be a little bit interpretive because you grew up in so many cultures does or I guess do the culture that you grew up in have different expectations for both biological sexes um, and what is commonly known as boys and girls? Mm. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of differences. Uh, hmm. When did you notice these different? Like, when would you say that these differences start? And I think it might vary with all the different like countries that you're raised in. Yeah, it definitely varies. Um, I think that you start to notice these things even after you've like left a certain place. Um, especially, you know, I I did notice these things when I was in Brazil, but I really start to, you know, think about them later in life. 
Um, and I, I think I started to think about them most when I was in Switzerland because a lot of people have an idea of, about Switzerland, um, you know, it being a very, like, progressive country, like one of, like, the highest quality of lives in the world. And to some extent, these, are, these things are true, but when you're actually there, you start to no- notice certain patterns that sort of put these perceptions into doubt. For example, um, Switzerland has one of the highest, like, gender and, like, pay, gender inequality pays, like, in the world. Um, And it's simply due to the fact that men in Switzerland sort of are, like, not expected, but they are just the, like, just considered as this, the sole providers, not even like the main providers, but just the sole providers of um, a family's income. And what ends up happening is that um, a lot of women from other countries just go into Switzerland just for the purpose of marrying um, one of these like wealthy uh, Swiss men and the system that uh, I think, the, the system like under which Switzerland operates not only allows this but sort of encourages it and um, yeah so what you're I, I think what you're trying to say is like so it's a, a systematic loop right so you have it's not that the society itself believes that men should be the only providers but it's that you have these um, predominant men that are in high earning situations and that attracts immigration and I'm not so sure about Switzerland's borders but I think you know they are part of the EU so they have open border to EU right so it attracts an influx of I guess immigrations which then skew the financial data and create that gap no I don't think it skews the financial data okay. I think that it it sort of just sheds light on how like unequal the country really is because mm-hmm. it's not like you know all like Swiss national women are any different than like you know the the women who immigrate into Switzerland I think it's just some things that like just like hmm, I don't know exactly how to put it but you just when you're there you really see it like for example while I was studying online all my classes were at night so I'd spend the majority of my day outside and when you're outside you pretty much don't see a lot of men walking around and you'll just see a bunch of women because what ends up happening is that just the men are working the day and just like the women are outside and it's truly like almost a frightening thing to see because of like how Switzerland is perceived versus like the reality of it so seeing those women tells you that those women are like let's say stay at home or they're I guess in more localized jobs or domestic yeah okay and like you just start to associate like like shopping or like just like doing less work with women and you start associating that less with men and I think that's like a little frightening to think yeah, about that's true all of those traits do amalgamate so I have a rather um twist on this question so this mm. is not related but uh Filippo, can you name some feminist figures and there's no right or wrong answers again. Um, I am not here to tell you what qualifies as a feminist, but what are some feminist figures in your opinion? Okay. I'm not particularly knowledgeable about this, but I know Eva Perón in Switzerland, okay. in, uh, in Argentina. 
Um, and what makes Eva Peron a feminist? She uh, fought a lot for women's rights in Argentina. I don't want to say something completely stupid, but I, she's maybe the person who um, fought the most for women's, uh, like, the right for uh, women to vote. Okay. I'm not sure if that came after her, but I know that she um, used her, like, political power to empower women awesome. as much as possible. That's fine, that's fine. There's nothing wrong. Um, I did not know about her, but um, and I'll, I'll make sure to look into her. But I'm curious to know a bit more, um, without all of these historical... I know you named her and you, you mentioned why, because she fought for women's rights. Is that because you truly believe that? I, I'm curious to know more like, what who do you think are feminist figures? And like I said, no right, no wrong. So it could be someone in your family. It could be someone, you know, it doesn't have to be a political leader, but just anyone that you consider a feminist figure. I'm just curious to know. Mm. I think um, someone who I've always looked up to, but has, but has never really like, I don't know if she, this she's like, um, she's particularly, you know, outspoken about, like, her feminist beliefs, but, like, a woman that I've always looked up to is uh, Angela Merkel, the, ex I think, ex-prime minister of Germany. <clears throat> I um, rarely, like, I don't know how many political figures right now or in the, like, past couple decades um, men or, or women can compare to um, what she has done, not only for Germany, but for the European Union. And um, she's just a person that I um, look up to a lot and that has, that I've always sort of um, included in my considerations about any political issue. Um, and yeah, that's why I look up to her like her and that's why I consider I don't I don't know if she's necessarily a feminist but I know that yeah no I mean there is no guidelines for what constitutes yeah. a feminist I think I think it's open to interpretation and we've had this discussion with our previous guests and amongst ourselves um who we qualify as a feminist so it's very interesting um she's one we've not heard yet and I will let you in though that uh based off of speaking to the other male counterparts we've found a pattern that most of the men that we talked to including yourself and there's nothing wrong with this but it's just interesting to point out um, are quick to point out political leaders, women that are simply political leaders. Mm -hmm. So um, that's obviously, there's nothing wrong with that. That's something to look into. But um, in Bilge and I's discussion, women that we consider, we also named um, political figures. You mentioned Michelle Obama, but we had also talked about Kim Kardashian being a feminist figure in our eyes. Obviously our mothers. Um, so other other sorts of the kind. But that, that is interesting. That is another one. Um, and so I guess, segueing into that, I have another question for you. Do you identify yourself as a feminist? Or would you say that? Under my definition of feminist, which is, I admit, a pretty basic one, then yeah, I would, I would classify myself as a feminist, but I don't know how valid that claim is because I don't think I've done enough, like, to, I don't know, like, you know, like yeah I just yeah my beliefs are in line with what I believe a feminist is but I don't think that my actions have reflected these beliefs enough okay yeah that's true so so I 
I could go as far as to say that. So then you think that in order to, well, you may agree with the definition, in order to truly be a feminist, you have to sort of push forth the movement, right? Yeah, to some extent, yes. Okay. And some of the things I've done in the past could be seen as, like, not feminist at all and just um, don't coincide with what I believe a feminist is. So I don't th- I don't know if I could truly say that I'm like completely a feminist although I do believe in as I said the values with, to which I attribute a feminist that's okay and as women we, we appreciate your acknowledgement of that <laughs> we all make mistakes so another thing is you had mentioned that you under your definition you would identify as a feminist so under what definitions wouldn't you what other definitions are there that you wouldn't well, or you'd be quick to say like nope that's not me Someone who actively, um, like, I don't know, spreads awareness about the issues that, like, women face or somebody that actively, um, I don't know, like, takes initiative to try to solve these issues, um, I think I definitely haven't done enough to be labeled a feminist in that understanding yeah like somebody who just does things just just for the sake of like their feminist beliefs Mm -hmm. and i'm sure you're aware that there's a very common stereotype that a lot of feminists hate men Mm -hmm. right um so why do you think that stereotype exists and do you think it's do you think it's a stereotype or do you think it's actually true i'm not sure i'm not sure because I've heard uh, some women who label themselves as feminists make that claim. Um, I don't know to what extent they were, you know, they were serious about it. But I think, yeah, from my understanding, my experience, it is more a stereotype. Um, Why that became a stereotype, I... I'm not sure. I think that, um, unfortunately, like, the feminist movement might have been, uh, like, the image of the feminist movement might have been damaged by um, certain figures that um, took it to an extreme that maybe didn't accurately represent what, like, true feminism really is. But just because they were so extreme, they were sort of blown up on social media, and they sort of influenced what people perceive as feminist as feminism um a lot and whether or not these these figures are representative of the feminist movements or not they had like yeah they they influenced like they they sort of changed this image okay so i'm you know i'm wrapping up these questions here but i'm curious to know a bit more do you think there's anything wrong with feminism and if so what is it i mean no movement itself is perfect right well i don't i don't really know because as i said my my definition of feminism is just someone who believes in the equal rights of men and women and I'm not informed enough on the feminist movement to truly understand if, like, that's the direction in which it's going. Um, but, uh, yeah, if, 
if it is going that way and that's the general trend then yeah i think awesome and so what do you think is the biggest worldwide problem that faces women in the world right now and you've seen lots of different worlds so what is a pressing issue it could be qualitative quantitative any way that you define a problem Mm, that's a hard question. No, no, it's um, tricky. Take your time. Let me think about it for a minute. I can edit the gaps out so you're fine. <laughs> okay, here's what I think. I think that This isn't really like a concrete problem and I can give you, I can try to think about a more concrete like issue, but I think that an issue that um, certain women have faced or especially like feminists have faced in, in my eyes is that, um, hmm. I mean, this doesn't have to be an issue just feminist. I'm just talking like woman. No, exactly, right? and all, exactly. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be concrete. It could be simple anything that you think is like hey in my travels and my experiences i've noticed that this seems to be recurring or i've heard in my classes i've learned a bit more about this or just you know your opinions you think this is more pressing than something else right mm -hmm. okay let me so i think an issue is that in order for, for example, in like um, the corporate world, let's say, um, this is something that was actually brought up yesterday in the accounting banquet that I that I attended. But one of the people on my table like talked about this, and it actually made me think. But I think one of the problems is that like in order for women to reach similar like the same level as men in the corporate world for example they have to um do certain things that um you know men don't really have to do and that's a very like basic statement but i like, think we can what, be creative with that what, <laughs> we can interpret. what i mean is that like for example um i don't remember exactly the, the name of this woman but she was telling the story of like um this other woman that became the president of this company and she told us about how every time she saw she saw this woman she was always wearing a suit all the time and nobody really understood why she always wore a suit even in like super casual situations so one day she actually asked this woman like why do you always wear a suit and she told her that it's because if she doesn't wear a suit then her sort of like legitimacy or credibility as someone who has um like that level of power or that level of knowledge is like diminished and she also added that whenever she was at the table with men or like at a business meeting she could never talk about like things like cooking or like cleaning or like whatever because 
she was so afraid that it would just feed into the stereotype of like what women should be doing. So she would have to censor herself all the time during these meetings. And she, that would, as you know, as she said, that would not only like be limited to what she said or how she acted, but also how she dressed. And I thought that was a really, um, like interesting example of like the difficulties that women like have to face that they just have to sort of adapt themselves into what they perceive as what a man would do in order to succeed in certain fields. And I think that is very unfair and um, very sort of like... It's an upsetting truth. Yeah, sort of symbolic of how like the world truly works that you have to adapt yourself as a woman to sort of match what a man would expect a person like you to be in that position to, to act like. And I fully agree with you. I actually do think the example you provided of wearing a suit is a very small example of, I know there's bigger things that women have to do in order to fit in. But that being said, it wraps us up to our very last question, or not really a question, but um, more of a favor I have. So if you could say, you could tell a woman one thing, this could be a phrase, a sentence, one word, an entire paragraph, if you could tell all the women in the world, you have them in one room, you could tell them one thing, what would you say? And you can think. Just, everybody should just embrace their differences, whether that be differences because of sex or because of gender or whatever. But when you sort of like acknowledge these difference differences and like just like embrace them and like show them off then your people just are left with nothing because if they're judging you on your differences but you're like using those to their advantages then what are people going to say i mean they don't really if that's their only like basis of criticizing you and you sort of supersede that then they're left with nothing and you can just do what you want bittersweet all right thank you so much Filippo.